Welcome to Rebel Radio, the place to be for entrepreneurs who are hungry for impact and doing business their own way. I'm Cindy Van Arnhem, your rebellious leader for the healers and coaches willing to do what it takes to activate their limitless wealth through the power of self-mastery. The key to claiming your potential, trusting your wisdom, and creating infinite possibility in your world. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. I am so grateful today to have a conversation with my new friend, Gunther Mueller. Welcome to the show, Gunther. I'm so excited you're here. Yeah. Hey, Cindy, the feeling is mutual. Uh, was looking forward to the opportunity to be on Rebel Radio and really uh, jazzed about the conversation we're going to have here today. Absolutely. So before we went live, I was sharing a little bit of your numerology with you, which you were a little bit skeptical about, but also open to, which I love. So I'm curious, what was one of your biggest like, oh, wow, yeah, that's totally me moments when I shared that? So uh, what I share with you is I've done some numerology before, and it's not like the center of my universe. It, to me, it's a curiosity. It's an interesting thing. When you told me I was a number three and a creator, and you reminded me of what the numerology had to say about my personality or my life path or you know any kind of guidance like that, it hit, it struck me again as like, wow, maybe I should pay a little bit more attention to that. <laughs> Right. For those of us who are obsessed about it, we're like, yeah, you probably could. (laughs) Because it's always nice. You know, sometimes you can't see what you can't see. Mm -hmm. And some system or some person or a coach, you know, who uses a system to, let's say, organize information or give you insight into something. You know, the initial reaction was like, hey, maybe I ought to pick my head up a little bit and pay attention (laughs) to some of that. Right. I love it. I love it. And I was kind of giggling. Your sign behind you says become a super conscious creator. That couldn't describe the three in any better way. There's a reason why I do what I do, I guess. Right. Nice nice to know that there's a uh, mathematical, logical alignment that I can actually be, okay, I am in the right place at the right time. This is good. (laughs) I love it. Yes. And that's the one thing I love about numerology is that it has a a science to it. It's not just this magical woo-woo thing where I put the sky and hope for the best. It's definitely a mathematical thing. So hopefully we're still live. We keep clicking in and out. That's fun. Can you hear me, Gunther? I think we're having a little bit of an internet issue. We'll just give the internet a minute to catch. (laughs) Are you there? I'm here now. Okay, there we go. We were having a little bit of a disturbance in the force there. That's right. We've got so much energy happening right now. I love it. So tell us a little bit about who Gunther is. What do you do? Who do you serve? So Gunther's a normal kid that grew up in Queens, New York. Got out of there as soon as I could. Uh, I'm a ski bum at heart. So I went to Colorado, went to school there. And uh, I guess I would describe myself as always being a truth seeker. Someone trying to figure out, you know, what's it like here and and how do you really get through this thing we call life in a, a more graceful or elegant way than some choose to do it. And so, you know, I've had my bumps and bruises. I am an entrepreneur for the last 30 years. That was, again, the numerology thing was 
telling me that I like to be involved in several projects. And, and sometimes truly, I wish I didn't like that because <laughs> there's, there's a thing about focus that is valuable. And when you're wired kind of like, you know, it's like I lose interest sometimes in things very quickly. So I need to jump on to different things. So I've been in the solar business, the coffee business. I've owned restaurants for 14 years. I have um, created all kinds of projects and, you know, failed quite a bit along the way. But now I'm in a place where there's like a level of mastery because I've done so many things. The old saying, you know, been there, done that. I, I actually have. I've been there, done that. And so... <laughs> I, I view things through a, a grid or a worldview today that I find myself in a, you know, in a coaching position or a counseling position. I'm in the venture capital space today, looking at companies and analyzing things and sales and marketing. And it's just kind of all come together in what I want to call more this second half of life. You know, mm. so first half was one of very curious exploring and doing and learning. And then the second half of life is okay here's what I have to share back still doing, but again, in a more expert way, I guess I want to say. I love that. And I love that you use the word mastery because that's something that we talk about on Rebel Radio all the time. And I love that you use the word failed as well, because is failure really actually failure or is it just learning something so that you can land into mastery? I think it depends on your perspective. You know, one of my favorite speakers is uh, Les Brown. He said, if you fall down, make sure you fall on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. You yeah. know, and it's, it, it, and, and, you know, I, I've probably been in the personal development movement for 30 years, spent multiple six figures, you know, every course, every retreat, every book, every whatever, you know, and experiencing what is there what is there for me to extract out of that experience or learn from that experience to to ultimately just make my path in this life smoother yeah. you know less less resistance more flow how how do you do that how do you accomplish that so you know the idea of becoming a super conscious creator to me is the culmination of all of that experience and all of that doing and failing and succeeding and the whole you know, smorgasbord of, of all of that experience. The buffet of life experience, right? <laughs> I love it. So this concept of self-mastery, I think it's different for everybody and how we experience it. And I'm curious what self-mastery means to you. So today, self-mastery to me means it's very much about a conscious choosing and not mm. having things just happen kind of on accident or re, re, it's less reacting to things and circumstances and conditions and situations and more of a conscious choosing. And I'm going to use these words, choosing what I truly love. Yes. In, instead of choosing what I think I might have to choose, what other people around me would like me to choose. What I should be choosing. Yeah. I should be choosing. Yeah. And, you know, in life, we, we don't get taught this very much that, you have permission, you have the authority, it's okay for you to get out of, let's say, the problem-solving reality. You know, I, I got to solve these problems to get what I want. And what, what I have learned to do is just come out of that problem-solving reality and truly take the creator stance and actually choose what I'd love to experience, choose what I'd love to create from a conscious place now instead of from an unconscious programmed place. 
Right. Yes. Creation versus fixing. Mm-hmm. Creation's way more fun. It, it really is. And it, it, it takes a while to get there. There's like a knack to it because mm-hmm. we have to remind ourselves because we've been in that other groove for so long. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, we've been playing a song for a long time. And we actually got to pick that needle up for those of you that remember a record player, um, pick the needle up and place it on a different song so you can hear a different tune and feel a different way, respond a different way, act a different way, behave a different way, and just experience this, you know, holographic movie that we live in in a, in a different way. I love that. That's a great metaphor too. I love that. That's so good. So how has this concept of self-mastery supported you in your entrepreneurial journey? The the main thing that mastery has done is given me a, a perseverance and mm. And a, a resilience, you know, when I look at the world today, I think the number one thing that I can help people with or that people do need help with is this. It's more of an emotional mastery today or an emotional resilience, because in the quantum physical reality, our thoughts and our emotions are not real, mm-hmm. but they sure as heck feel real. Right? <laughs> sure as heck, you know, this is what's really going on right now. And so being able to take that 30,000 foot level, that 100,000 foot level and looking at just what is right now mm-hmm. and, and, and not labeling it, not bad or good or everything, but just seeing what is and kind of resting in that moment for a second and consciously choosing what else you would like. Would you, would you love to experience something different than what is now? Yes. Yes, exactly. And this is exactly what I teach as well in our course, Mastering the Brain Game. And I was having a moment with this this morning. I'm currently writing a book and I was writing the story of when my dad passed away when I was 16. And so it stirred up all the feelings of all the things. And, you know, old version of me would have sat in that misery and grief all day. And instead I was able to write the story. And of course there were some tears and yes, I felt the grief, but I shifted out of it so quickly afterwards because of this exact tool of understanding that it's just a vibrational frequency, that emotion. And I get to choose to vibrate on a different frequency if I want to. Yeah. And I want to add to that just a little bit, a thing, uh, an aspect of it, does it serve me? Right. Does it serve me right now where I am right now? That emotion, that feeling, that experience may have served me at some point mm-hmm. in the past in a different way. And the conscious choosing is really around, okay, that thing is there. It's just, it's just there. It's just what is. And I get to choose right now. And this is really our our power position. Our power comes from that moment of choice. Yes. yes. And we need to reclaim that power back in and just becoming aware and just becoming conscious of this ability to choose what we think, what we feel, how the past gets to affect us or does not get to affect us, right? And yes, those things all happened. And like you said, a, a tear can come, there is an emotion, but it doesn't rule the future. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I wrote the story and I cried and then I shifted into what I'm creating and I got super duper excited. (laughs) That's it. And, you know, for some people listening, they may not know how to shift gears like that. They may not Mm -hmm. know how to 
or that it's even possible to do so. So first you have to get to the possibility yeah. that, that, that that is a reality that you can experience shifting gears like that and taking the creator stance. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I was in places in the past where I didn't know that that was really possible. And then even when I began to think it was possible, I didn't really know practically how to do it, how to mm -hmm. shift that gear, right? So there's there's kind of these little levels that as you go through experiences, you you learn how to do it. I, I was like, you know, more gracefully, more elegantly, a little bit smoother. And the that flow experience becomes more of a day-to-day -day happening. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. So one of the other things that we love to talk about and create at Rebel Radio is wealth. And wealth is a word that can be triggering or misconstrued. And so I'm curious what wealth means to you as a creator. So you remember the movie Jerry Maguire? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> remember the, the Quan, the Q-U-A-N, where Cuba Gooding Jr. is telling Jerry, I need the Quan. Mm -hmm. He's like, what is the Quan? And it was everything. It was respect. It was authority. It was love. It was intimacy. It was the money. It was it was the Quan. It was just everything. It was almost indescribable what, as that character, what he was looking for, what he desired most. It wasn't one thing. Yeah. It was it was everything like in this harmonious, unified soup of life. Right. Yeah. It was just. It was the everything. It was the quant. And so to me, wealth, you know, that word is immediately identified with money. Mm -hmm. And it's not really that because, no. you know, money to me is just a representation. Uh, it's a way of keeping score to a degree of the value that you have put into the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, you know, Zig Ziglar said it a long time ago, you know, I'm dating myself because he was one of the guys. <laughs> yeah, he said, you can help, you, you can have anything you want in life. If you mm -hmm. help enough, if you help enough other people get what they want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so we do it monetarily sometimes, but it's not just monetarily. It's, it's, it's an impact level. It's a, you know, how do you help the world shift or move or it starts in a little bubble and then it radiates out maybe to friends and family. And then it radiates out a little further to the cultural society that you find yourself in. And then it might be your city, your town, your country, you know, the, the influence that you have in sharing what it is you've come to know, um, that's where the power is. And, and there is compensation that is earned and deserved in that process. Mm -hmm. right? And so but there's wealth in relationships. There's wealth in physical things. There's wealth in the unseen. There's wealth in peace of mind. There's, you know, there's wealth in being able to move through life with no anxiety and absolutely no depression and no um, wanting to be somewhere else. There's wealth in being able to be content where you find yourself, even if it is for a moment and yet still desiring something different. One, one of the things I love to share is just changing the word better to the word different. Mm. Let's rest in the place of the future is going to be better than the present. 
and if we can switch that word just from better to different, the future is not going to be better. The future no. is going to be a different experience than what is now. And what that does, it takes a lot of the energy out of the present moment and it, it allows the present to just be okay, to mm -hmm. be what it is. And guess what? It's okay to be just okay. Not, not every moment has to be extravagant. Not every moment has to be fabulous. Not every moment has to be awesome. What? Oh, what? <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I think awesome is the most overused word in the English language these days. <laughs> right. I always say, you know, like we talk about the, the concept of self-love and I always say your heart doesn't need to race for yourself all day long to experience self-love. Love is gentle and kind. It doesn't need to be this like huge overwhelming, oh my God, I love myself. It's just, I love myself. Yeah, what what if it can just be a calm, easygoing, flowing, zen kind of experience, yeah. right? Flow. I love that word, flow. Yeah, because if everything is always maxed out, then you have no differential, right? right? And the only the only reason something can be experienced as being this maximum, like, oh my gosh, it's really firing on all cylinders, is when there is times to counterbalance it a little bit. Yeah. But we live in a world today, you know, when I grew up, there were three channels on TV and you had to get off the couch to change the channel. Me too. Right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, today there's, you know, thousands of choices and there's a confusion now as to what should I listen to or where should I go? And everything seems so stimulating. And if I'm not living my life at this, you know, exhaustive output, then I'm, then I'm not living life. Right. <laughs> It's not true. <laughs> so true. And I remember like I used to live that way, the extremes, and I would go to the extreme high, but then what I was experiencing was also the extreme low. And when I started to understand emotional mastery, self-mastery, I started balancing things out. And I remember saying to my coach, I'm like, I don't get super really excited about things anymore. But, yeah. and I was disappointed in that. I'm like, but I want to feel the high of that but I'm also not experiencing the extreme lows anymore either. And that was the shift in perspective for me that I was like, oh, right, flow. It doesn't have to be these peaks and valleys all the time. You're right. I, I identify with the slight bummer of not, <laughs> being, not, not being able to find sometimes that massively enthusiastic or, you know, and some people come to me sometimes, well, aren't you excited? Yes. yes. I am yes. excited. You know, sometimes I'm like, well, if you're excited, notify your face, right? Uh, like, <laughs> no, you're excited. <laughs> and but it, it's it's a more of an evening out. It becomes more of an even keel. That that you know, I think of sailing sometimes as an as an analogy or a metaphor. It, that the boat just moves through rough oceans or smooth oceans, kind of in the same way. Yeah. And there's just this waypoint that you pick. This is where I'm going. Why do I want to go there? Because that's what I want to experience. That's what I love to experience. And you've, you've picked a destination on the compass. And whatever comes at you is just kind of a disturbance in the force. You know that it'll rise and fall. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And I've been here before. I've done it. And even though it looks daunting, it's not. Even though it looks like the most amazing thing in the world, it's not. You know, so there's like this, this is even keeledness now. Yeah. When you become 
masterful at living your life and, and choosing that which you want from not the problem solving perspective, but that creator stance, things do change. Yeah. It, it very, very much changes. That's the one thing I know to be true about this universe is that change is constant. Yes. Yeah. And so you're either reacting to that constant change or you're choosing consciously how to move through that constant change. Yes, exactly. Oh, I love it so much. So what is one truth that you wish every entrepreneur knew? The one truth is that you need to begin with the end in mind. Mm. Because I, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and if you're not specific or clear, clarity is another word that I would love to put in there. There's a clarity and there takes some, some really contemplation and some thoughtful, imaginative work. What I mean by beginning with the end in mind is what does it look like when you're finished? What does it look like when the enterprise that you're working on, you have this smoking great idea and all your friends tell you, oh yeah, you should do that. Definitely. Absolutely. You should do that. Go for it. You know, go for it. And what I find is entrepreneurs, they do go for it because that's kind of the definition of an entrepreneur. You got a great idea, you follow it. And like you said, with me being a number three, I am a creator and I'm not that discerning sometimes. Like I'll go by impulse. I'll give you an example. I opened up a New York style pizzeria back in Colorado where I live because I wanted that pizza delivered to my house. <laughs> I love it. That was it. There was an opportunity. I met the franchise owner. There was an open spot. And literally with not much thought, which led into 14 years of being a restaurant operator, and that had its ups and downs and flows. But that's really how I made the decision. I was like, I'm from New York City. I love New York pizza. There's not a good New York pizzeria around here in my neighborhood. And I want good pizza delivered to my home. So, so let's gonna, just build it. I'm going to build it. I'm just going to open a store there and created it. And it worked great. I had it for 10 years in that spot. Um, but looking back on it, I probably should have chosen a little bit more carefully mm. um, the desire to get into it. So beginning with the end in mind, and I like to use the metaphor, the analogy of your average perfect week. Mm -hmm. So it's perfect, but it's average. Meaning what am I doing on Monday? What am I doing on Tuesday? What am I doing on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? What am I actually doing? And being able to exercise that imaginative muscle because anything that's ever been created has been created twice, once in the imagination and once in the active real experience. Mm -hmm. And that is important to remember. So beginning with the end in mind, you've heard the phrase, right? Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> this, is, this is the essence of that. Be careful what you wish for because when you go and you become an entrepreneur and let's say you wanna start a business because of many things, I wanna bring everybody to the idea that Starting the business or being the entrepreneur may not be the true choice. Yeah. Anytime that you can look at something and you say, oh, I'm doing this thing. And I would ask you, well, why are you doing that thing? And when you have that thing, what's that going to give you? If the answer is anything other than I want to experience or I want to do it just because I want it. <laughs> just because I'd love to experience that. Because a lot of entrepreneurs will say, look, I need to start a business or I need to do this thing because when I have it, it will give me the experience of abundance. It right. will give me the experience of financial freedom. 
it'll give me the experience of time freedom. I want to be my own boss. I don't want to work for anybody else anymore. I want to do my own thing. Well, why do you want to do your own thing? Well, because when I get to do my own thing, it's going to give me this. Right. And I want people to be conscious of the fact that if it, if whatever it is you're doing is a stepping stone unto something else, that thing is not the true choice. Mm-hmm. So this is where is be careful where you put your focus because what you focus on grows. Yep. And the thing that you've chosen may not be the actual true choice. So let's take the idea of wealth and abundance. The, the desired reality, the true end result, the true choice is really I, I choose to have the experience of having more than enough. Mm-hmm. I choose to have the experience of infinite abundance in all things, not just in money, not just in the number that's in my, in my bank account or, you know, everybody kind of has a number. They think, okay, when I have a hundred thousand dollar average daily balance in my checking account, I will be able to be abundant. I'll be able to be generous. I'll be able to make my own choices and live the life that I love. Not necessarily so because your life may graduate to being more than a hundred thousand dollar nut. And so if we take the money part away, like it doesn't have to be $10 million or a million dollars or a hundred thousand dollars, wherever you find yourself, right? It's what is, what does that number actually get you? What experience does that number? And so in, in wealth creation, it is the experience of wealth because I can tell you that there are many wealthy people that are absolutely miserable yep. because they're completely worried about this thing we call money being stolen, taken away from them, embezzled, leave, leaving their space. Like they got it into their space. Now it's there. Now all the energy is around protecting it mm-hmm. and the flow actually stops. Yeah. And when they look at their life, they're unhappy. They're miserable in their relationships. They're miserable. They're at war with their kids. They have issues going. It's just what happened. I thought, I I thought when I had this wealth and this money, that life would be a blissful experience. Yeah. Yeah. And that leads me back to begin with the end in mind. What, uh, what do you want your life to look like? And that's why my tagline is, you know, creating a life that you love. Mm Mm-hmm. It has to be in all aspects. You have to be thinking about the whole thing, not just the wealth part. Yeah. I feel like you're just telling my whole life story there (laughs) because I started my business to make more money. And then I realized, wait a second, I'm working 15 hour days, seven days a week. This isn't wealthy. And when I started to understand this concept of wealth and the flow and how it's not just the dollars in the bank account, that's when everything changed for me. And it's about, like you said, how do you want to experience your life? Yes. And creating your version of your extraordinary life right here, right now in the mind and then go build it. Yeah. We're, re- we're recording this right now in Olympic season, right? So yeah. I like to correlate it to, you know, let's say a great swimmer like Michael Phelps, right? Eight time gold medal winner, whatever the statistics are, but how many times has an Olympic athlete imagine themselves breaking a new world record yeah, or imagine themselves winning by one one hundredth of a second, right? It's unbelievable. At least if not way more than 50% of their time, energy, effort training happens right here. Yes. They do the work in the pool or on the track or in the gymnasium, right? 
they do the physical work, but the most important part is really that imaginative work because the mind does not know the difference between what we call reality and imagination. Yes. Oh my God. He's taking the words right out of my mouth. This is exactly what I teach. I love it. <laughs> oh, I feel like I could just talk to you all day. This has been such an amazing conversation and I want to thank you for being on the show. We'll definitely have to have you back for a second episode. As always, we end the show with one last question. What do you dream of for the world? You know, that's, that's a very intriguing question. And in the creative reality, it's important to remember that you can't control the actions of others. Mm -hmm. So when we create a lot, you know, if I were to say here, I'm going to create world peace, mm -hmm. I'm going to create some aspect of that. You have to remember that it is not in your power to control the actions of others. You can only choose how you will experience the midst of, let's call it the mass conscious creation, because everybody's creating their thing too. Yeah. And, and your thing is melding into that thing. So, you know, what would I dream of for the world is a, just awakening, is, um, is, is really... And this is my mission in life, you know, is really to affect like 10 million people, inspire 10 million to take action towards becoming a super conscious creator, towards really taking that seriously and diving in to take the necessary action to have that personal awakening. And then as more people really experience that and understand their, their position of power in this life, that it is choice that is your powerpoint and under remembering who you truly are that you're not just i'm not just gunther okay i'm not just this conscious self that i'm aware of i'm much bigger than that yeah. and so not playing small but getting expansive in who remembering who we are remembering our power understanding that we can choose well guess what that's going to rub off on the surrounding on the world because you're going to live your life stream in a different way Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You become the lighthouse for everyone around you. Yeah. And there's many faiths and spiritual perspectives and all that, you know, that use that analogy and speak to that. But that is what you become. People around you will want to know, how, how, how do you do that? Yeah. How, how, how do you live your life that way? You, you seem to have it wired or you seem to have, you got the keys to the kingdom or you have all the <laughs> answers or whatever it is, right? And then there's an openness to sharing that. And so it, it, to me, the word awakening intuitively comes up to answer that question. That's what I would dream for the world. I love it. What a beautiful way to end the show. Thank you so much, Gunther. Thank you for joining us for another epic episode of Rebel Radio. If you feel so inspired and you wish to help out another entrepreneur, share this episode out, leave a review, and of course, if you want to know how to leverage this information, visit my website, cindyvanarnum.com, and where you can discover who you are, what you want, and how to get it. Thanks for joining us, and I'll see you next week.